Welcome back to Terry Becker's Government and Public Sector podcast series. In this episode, we'll focus on GASB statement number 96, subscription-based IT arrangements, with a specific emphasis on how this will impact airports, although some of this information will be more broadly applicable. My name is Danny Martinez. I am the Government and Public Sector Accounting Advisory Lead for Cherry Becker, a group that assists governments with implementation of new standards and an array of other governmental accounting issues. Uh, I worked with airports on GASB 87 implementation and was the prior audit partner of the San Diego County Regional Airport Authority. We have two great guests for you today. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Scott. Scott, will you please introduce yourself? Yep, thanks, Danny. Uh, my name is Scott Anderson. I have been with Cherry Beckert for uh, about 17 years now and have worked on airports literally my entire career, starting with the very first busy season over at RDU Airport Authority. Um, and I have, I'm on the audit side, so I spent my time auditing uh, local governments and airports. Um, I spent uh, two recent years over at the GASB um, working as a as a project manager, as a practice fellow, and excited to be back with the firm and to um, to to be on the hit the ground running with governments implementing these standards. Great, thank you, Scott. And we also have Jim Holman. Jim, will you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thanks, Danny. Uh, I'm Jim Holman. I'm a director with Cherry Beckert's Digital Advisory Group. So I've been with Cherry Beckert for six years. I've been working with airports for five years, mostly focused on airport business and financial process improvements and process automation, as well as things appropriate to this discussion, such as software selection, IT strategy, and business intelligence. Great. Thank you all both for, for joining. So let, let's go ahead and start off with a refresher for our audience. Scott, what is this GASB 96 that we're talking about? And more specifically, what should airports be thinking about with this statement? Well, GASB 96 addresses subscription-based information technology arrangements, or as we like to call them, SPEDAs. Uh, it's kind of a mouthful, uh, so it might be uh, useful to understand the issue that GASB is addressing with this standard. So over the last several years, there has been a trend uh, with local governments along with for-profit entities to ditch their physical servers in favor of moving to the cloud. So in doing so, they have been entering into long-term non-cancelable contracts. Uh, these contracts are based on the same underlying concept as leases in that they are, what you're really doing is paying for the right to use someone else's asset. And in this case, you're paying for the right to use someone else's intangible asset or IT software. So there, there's previously not been any accounting guidance on how to address these arrangements. Uh, all previous guidance for accounting for IT software related to internally developed software or perpetual licenses. Uh, so. Cloud computing solutions was the aim, uh, but the scope of the guidance is more broad than that, anticipating that there could be other arrangements that aren't specifically cloud related that should be accounted for in the same way. And I think airports are gonna have a lot of these contracts to consider um, within the scope of the standard, since a lot of the operational softwares are no longer off the shelf uh, softwares, they're, they're cloud solutions that, that a lot of organizations are entering into. Perfect. Now, now Jim, you know, Scott mentioned you know, there, there's a lot of softwares that, that are going to the cloud. Um, sure. What type of softwares do airports have? You know, what type of technologies are, are key in airports that they should be thinking about and looking for? 
Yeah, that's a good question. If you would have asked 10 years ago, we would have said that uh, airport software is going to be much closer to, say, old school public sector software. So very on-premise, very installed locally. Uh, but now you're seeing, especially with small and mid-sized hubs, there's much less distinction uh, between an airport and a commercial organization. So much like commercial software is all moving to the cloud, uh, the airport, small and mid-sized hubs or non-hubs are also seeing a predominance of cloud-based software. So some examples that are very frequently found are things like office productivity software. So by that we say Office or 365 or Microsoft 365 or Google Workspace, if you will. Um, business system software or the ERP, such as Sage Intact, NetSuite, Tyler Muniz, Oracle, perhaps. There's like revenue or space, finger quotes, space management software uh, that drives, say, leases or tenants. There's, there's so many assets that need maintenance, care and feeding, let's say, part of an FAA Part 139 compliance. So asset management, not just fixed assets, but the maintenance and care and uh, uh, making sure that the, uh, the certain landing light has been, uh, you know, addressed if there's a maintenance issue. Um, HR payroll, document management, and then some other things that uh, Danny, you and Scott had referenced, say the airport side of the software, say an airport operational database or a flight information display system. Those are the common pieces of technology used at airports. Great. So it, it would be easy if we were to just take all of those and say, yep, all of these softwares, they meet the, the definition of a SPEDA under GASB 96, and they're all going to be accounted for the same way. But we know that GASB 96 um, really isn't, isn't that easy, right? There's a lot more nuances there. So Scott, how do we know which of these fall under the definition of a SPEDA over, under 96? What types of things uh, should we be looking for? Well, one thing that you'll notice if you read 96 is it mentions IT software, but nowhere in there does it define IT software or discuss what it is that the GASB is referring to. Um, so right away, there is a lot of professional judgment involved in identifying what these speeds are. We learned from implementing GASB 87, especially with airports, that it is very facts and circumstances based. You have to look at the contract to really know um, how they work. We thought that uh, airports uh, leases with concessionaires were going to be relatively uniform and the same, and we found there is so much variety in how those are done, and the same is true with 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 speedas. Uh, you can identify, uh, you know, Jim mentioned a list of the types of software, but those arrangements, those contracts are not going to be the same across every airport. And so you once you come up with your list of possible speedas, you really have to go into each contract and determine whether or not it's going to meet this definition. Uh, that is, um, takes a lot of work. Um, and so hopefully airports have that list. Uh, they're already starting, or at least they're well underway of accumulating that list um, because it'll take some time to go through each individual contract. Yeah, and I'd even add to that, Scott and Danny, that some of the contracts that you might be reviewing have really a no termination penalty involved, but many of them, especially business systems, for example, like we have talked about, say the ERP, for example, that frequently to get better preferential pricing, airports will negotiate three to five year terms where exiting that contract um, before uh, termination of the contract is gonna involve significant penalties. So that might be something else to consider. 
Perfect. I, I really appreciate both of you all, you know, communicating the 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 importance of of taking the time to get completeness right. You know, obviously when we work with our advisory clients, uh, we tell them, you know, completeness in this first year really is uh, the biggest audit risk. One of the free tools that we developed that's probably the most popular is that potential subscription-based IT arrangements uh, checklist. Um, and so hopefully a lot of you all that are listening have it. If not, please reach out to one of us. We'd be happy uh, to provide that to you all. Uh, all right, so Scott, we're, we're worked up about completeness. Or, or sorry, let's go to Jim first. We're worked up about completeness. Who are the buyers at, at the airport? Who should airport finance people be getting with and talking to to make sure that they've identified uh, their complete population? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's a concept called shadow IT, which is where non-IT resources in an organization like an airport will subscribe to uh, problem-solving cloud-based platforms without IT's engagement. So again, it used to be that you could start with IT and walk into the director of IT's office and he would have a list of all of those applications. But now it's much more decentralized. So where I would start with is business management. So it's who's running the revenue side, the business side of the airport. A lot of times they have software that's going to collect that revenue and then push it into the accounting platform. So that would be a good place to start. Other key stakeholders that are very common and commonly involved in this that may have this information are going to be, uh, for example, buyers or airport procurement. Right. IT, the IT department is involved and is going to be a resource. A lot of times it doesn't come out of their budget anymore. So look for things like uh, look at department heads. Another place is legal and compliance, because many times there's contracts that need to be reviewed and signed off upon. And it could be that the legal department or council is going to have uh, an adequate amount of records. Look at uh, facilities and maintenance um, and then also consider uh, parts of the organization that use software such as uh, HR payroll. That's another example to go to human resources or the payroll group. Those are all good places to go to help find out what platforms are in play within the airport. Great, great. Scott, anything to add on this one? No, I'm I'm listening to Jim and, and learning more myself. I, I thought it was more centralized, and that's a little scary to think about um, how decentralized that can be and, and all of the ways that those contracts can be entered into without anyone in finance knowing about it yeah, yeah. No, no definitely you know un unfortunately airports were, were hit pretty hard with with gasb 87 you know with all of their their less or uh contracts and then having to navigate the whole regulated lease um or not um determination but uh and and i think we've left them with a lot here today to think about in terms of gasb 96 I, I almost hesitate to ask this but you know, as we wrap up and, and look forward, Scott, is there anything else that um, airports or you know governments in, in general should be thinking about or looking to in the future as far as upcoming changes or developments at GASB that may be impacting them and anything that they should be doing to prepare now for anything outside of, of 96? Uh, well, there was an exposure draft that was issued last year on uh, certain risk disclosures. Uh, the board is the GASB board is, is currently re-deliberating that project. Um, it sounds like they're making some changes, but in whole, the concept is going to be intact, which is governments are going to be required to disclose certain risks. Um, when a government has concentration or a constraint, 
paired with an event that can result in a substantial effect on the government's ability to provide services, then that would be a disclosure. Um, a lot of our airports seem to already be disclosing when they have material concentrations. For example, um, a certain airline uh, represents a big portion of their business, and that's already being disclosed, although GASB doesn't require that disclosure. That's kind of filtered down from FASB entities. But the idea here is when you have that kind of concentration and then an event occurs that's going to make that concentration a risk for the operations, then there would be a required disclosure uh, based on that new pronouncement. And that's probably the more recent one that's that's going to be that's probably the next one that will be issued uh, probably in the summertime. Great. All right. Well, you know, let, let's go ahead and wrap up. Th thank you, Scott and uh, Jim for joining. If you'd like to reach uh, Scott or Jim, you can email them at sanderson at cbh.com or jim.holman at cbh.com. If you'd like to discuss how we are helping uh, other airports around the country with GASB 96 implementation or other governmental accounting matters, uh, you can re reach out to me at danny.martinez at cbh.com. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, please subscribe to this and to the, the digital podcast that we have. Be on the lookout for future podcasts uh, as we are developing more topics, not only for general governance, but additional topics that are important to airports. Have a great day.